Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. Today on the Ether, the DPEG Nation AMA, hosted by Y Foundry Dow. Let's take a listen. What's up? Hello, hello. How's it going? Great, man. Um, it's been such a long time since I since I've done a space. Um, if you can give me one minute to set up, and we're good to go. Yeah, for sure. I think we'd give it a few minutes, um, like start at five after, give it time for people to join. Sounds cool. How do I sound? All right. Yeah, you sound good. Not a host of animals in the background, so. It's cold. I got the door closed today. Okay. I'm ready. What's up? How have you been? Good. How are you? Um, great. I recently just moved to Indonesia and I got, just got to take some time to settle in, you know, but it's a, it's a great place. Basically there are a lot of digital nomads and like 80% of the people here are involved in crypto and all that stuff. And it's kind of crazy. That's pretty cool. It's gotta be a good place to like, uh, grow your project and think about like crypto 24 <laughs> seven. It's literally like building 24 seven. Like laser, laser vision building, you know that that's the actual motive we we moved here. And you're actually building like a legitimate nation there, then, right? Is that why it's Stepeg Nation? Yeah, yeah, it might be. Um, no, like basically, a lot of people when you're talking with them about Terra, like it's. All, always, oh, Terra, like the thing that crashed and all that. Like, it's still that mentality, you know? But um, hopefully people will get over it, you know? Like, it's a subject that most people talked over and over and over again. But I believe that with time, people will get over it, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I think there's so much potential um, in the space. And this is just one, one small story in the greater like crypto space that will go on and do amazing things. And there's a much bigger, you know, thing happening in for the future. And also, you know, cosmos, you know, the, just the overall cosmos, much bigger place. So I, I think it'll work out for sure. Just uh, those talented builders keep building and uh, supporting each other and we'll get there. Yeah, uh, for sure. Like I'm still waiting for the big Terra updates for the IBCs upgrades, actually. For, with IBC and everything, um, I think they're gonna get us back into the game. Cause, like right now, we're pretty we're pretty lonely. <laughs> you know, like I'm even looking on Osmosis or um, even Kuj and even on Kujira. Cause, for example, I'm not maybe I did I didn't know how to do it, but I saw that Kuj actually uh, started um, started uh, actually opened this bridge. You know, but I couldn't even transfer funds from Terra to Kuji. I don't know if I did. I wasn't able to do it, but it, like it's from me, from my end. But uh, yeah, basically, like we we still have a lot of upgrades that are coming. You know, uh, there's a lot of stuff coming, and it's pretty exciting to to be so early. You know, and be here so early and build. Um. Yeah. So. Um. I yeah, maybe absolutely. We We've got more people joining. I think uh, I think we're good to just get started. If you're good, yeah, sure, man. Great way to end. Uh, yeah, so I think maybe you should just start telling people more about what I found it always, and then we can go. Okay. So yes, um, Y Foundry is excited to announce this um partnership, talk a little bit more about each of our projects. Um, getting started, 
you know, um, we're working towards our MVP on Terra. I think a little bit of background on the project overall is very close to a launch on Terra before the collapse. Um, we're able to go back in, retool, um, keep building. And now I think super proud of what the DAO has accomplished and what we're able to launch at this point. And specifically around some of the community that we've built, as well as some of the novel solutions for governance and organizing different groups of people, different decentralized builders, providing a framework for them to get in there, connect together to, um, you know, kind of temper their ideas, you know, test, challenge their ideas and make them better and put those up for a proposal to actually see the, um, their um, ideas come to life, you know, be able to connect them with developers, with builders to bring those, whether it's a vault strategy for our MVP or whether it's, you know, actual just other types of projects in the future. That's essentially what we've built. Um, and there's a lot, a lot of, we can go into the details to it as far as the, you know, different um, things that we've added from a governance perspective, different solutions, tools in the toolkit, I would say. It's really just about equipping the builders, um, connecting builders to ideas, and also about um, providing a variety of tools for the future for us to be able to composably do much more than we were able to do before. Um, so yeah, one of the, for MVP specifically, looking at, um, focused on the vault strategies, that was something that we had a few vault strategies pretty much ready to go right before Terra had collapsed. Um, now we're, you know, of course, launching very soon and for our MVP and looking to have some vault strategies, but doing that with partnership with the community. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that and how that relates to why we're um, having this co-hosted space with DPEG Nation today. So. Yeah, it, it's great. Like since the first time we talked, um, I really found your product in incredibly interesting. And to be honest, I think there's a lot of uh, growth potential. So I believe that your product works incredibly well in a, on, in a market and in an ecosystem that's already established, you know, and probably as you were building before the collapse, like it was so, so innovative and still is, you know, I believe it's, um, it's so awesome and the the your vision like really helps the whole ecosystem grow bigger and bigger and i find it really scalable and it's and it's actually great um so maybe i, I have a, a few questions for you but maybe i'm, I'm just gonna uh, present also what we're building and uh, how how is our like what we're doing right now and then we can get to some more things and discussions yeah that sounds so, good yeah cool so uh, basically what is Deepak Nation? Deepak Nation is the first community project that released on Terra 2.0 so basically we had our mint one month one week and one day after the Deepak and uh, yeah, you know, our community is filled with the, the OGs of Terra, the ones that actually stayed on Terra after it's crashed. And uh, what we're actually building, besides a great community, it's actually Web3 integrated Discord games. So we already built uh, a couple games that you can play right now on our Discord, which is Rock, Paper, Scissors, Tic-Tac-Toe, Battleships, um, and we're also planning to release our new game, which is Rumble Royale with Web3 integration. And right now, there is a meet happening on uh, Nowhere. Actually, we are just trying to raise the bar of the NFTs and like the how many NFTs can be minted and the max supply minted always. Because, you know, I, I just feel about the fact that someone has to do it. You know, and uh, it's it's kind of a hard it's kind of a hard task, but well, we are really down to to build and to grow this whole, whole ecosystem. And uh, we encountered a lot of problems with the new 
the new ecosystem that's that's coming up. But for um, you know, like we are just trying to for these problems, we're just trying to find solutions always because uh, we you can't get stuck in these problems, you know, without building and building and finding solutions. So right now there's a mint art you can actually mint a chest or a weapon and these these nfts will give you um yield provided by the games so basically each of the age of the game played that someone is playing uh, gives you some yield and by staking the weapons you'll be able to earn from those games and the idea is why we find it so interesting and why we really like it is at first it's fun and secondly it's because you can actually play these games on any discord server from cosmos because uh, the token we are looking to release and that's gonna happen really soon is gonna be ibc enabled and you'll be able to actually use it on any discord server from any um, chain that's part of cosmos so yeah we're really excited about it and um, basically the gamified ideo that we are putting in so the distribution of the token did not happen yet but if you mint an nft on nowhere and you get a chest you will be able to stake it and get distributed the dust token that we are we are using in uh, inside our games and also dust tokens it's uh, called dust because it comes from dust from DPEG USD. So yeah, if you look at our project, you find, might find it a meme, but that's the fun part behind it because we're actually building a lot of, a lot of stuff. But uh, yeah, we're just having fun at, at the same time. <laughs> um, that sounds yeah. Awesome. Also, that's a lot of stuff already. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Thanks, Ray. Uh, so um, we, we really, we had a talk with Y Foundry DAO and um, I'm really interested in, we're really interested in integrating our, uh, their solutions inside our uh, way, in, inside our uh, way of doing things, you know, and basically, and providing some of the strategies that we're building with them and with our community to the whole community to make it easier to, to take part in this whole DeFi. Savagery, let's call it. <laughs> So maybe you, you can talk more about like uh, what's going on with the strategies, and uh, I like to find out more, to be honest, about what you what you're building and what you what's the next thing that you're looking to to release. Maybe the MVP, right? Absolutely. Hey, uh, hey everyone, clean here. Trying a little bit late there, but I caught the tail end. Uh, I was really interested in what Deepak Nation are building because you know I'm uh, I'm, I'm a gamer and also a writer by hobby by trade. And I uh, really love anything that has community storytelling built into it. Uh, just a real quick tangent before I get into, I, I know you guys want to hear about the strategies, uh, but you know, just sort of related with Epac Nation. I used to be in this project called Ether More back on uh, Eve, and uh, basically it was a storytelling group storytelling project through uh, the use of sort of this text adventure engine. If you guys don't know what text adventures are, you can Google that. It's a pretty fun way to spend an afternoon. But uh, basically, you know, building that stuff on chain and having people use their on-chain avatars to tell a story, I think that was a really, really good use for uh, you know these these kind of items and seeing what Deepak Nation is building on Terra, I'm really really happy to see that. And uh, you know, I might even be one of your first batch of users to to play the game once it's out. Uh, definitely interested to see like what kind of uh, community building storytelling elements can be available to that. And uh, you know, just uh, really excited for your project as much as you are for this collaboration with us. Um, and bringing it back to strategies, well. Uh, you know, just starting out on Terra 2, we know, you know, it's, it's kind of tough, bit of a desolate landscape, so to speak, or we can even call it a green field, right? So it's a place where, you know, there's a lot of potential to build, a lot of potential to find creative solutions. And uh, I think uh, without, you know, using sort of the primitives that were available before, it gives us a lot of freedom in sort of dictating uh, what we want to see in terms of yield on the new chain and uh, you know we're, we're looking for partners we're always looking for other protocols who are building on uh, terra at the moment but at the same time uh, the flexibility and adaptability of y foundry is that you can basically build any protocol 
from within the community, from within uh, the DAO itself. And so with that in mind, I uh, just want to quickly encourage anyone in the audience who's listening, who have, you know, some big brain strategy ideas, or you just love talking about, you know, uh, quantitative uh, finance or any kind of thing like that, economics, you know, uh, feel free to join our Discord service, discord.gg slash YFD. That's discord.gg slash YFD. We'd love to hear your ideas about how we can build yield on Terra 2. Um, and yeah, speaking of the things that are available right now, I think uh, the most reliable definitely has got to be um, staking, staking Luna, right? And so like that brings us kind of to the NFT branded vaults idea, which we have been discussing with uh, Deepak Nation as part of our collaboration, uh, which is basically, uh, you know, auto compounding vaults, but with a twist. So knowing that, you know, people tend to deposit into these auto compounding vaults uh, on any blockchain and not just Terra, but you know, even Polygon, Binance, anywhere, uh, it just tends to be the popular thing. The first part of DeFi is always like someone's offering a reward token, someone's auto compounding it. But in the end, all of these auto compounders kind of do the same thing. Uh, and they pretty much just take a, a bunch of your yield, replace it with tokens, and then call it a day. Uh, and for most users, you know, they just take that reward token, they speculate it, whatever, uh, and they're happy with that. But uh, what we wanted to do is to kind of include a bit of like community building element into it. So let's say you're a member of Deepak Nation, uh, you know, community, and you want to support them. At the same time, you have sort of a DeFi portfolio that you want to deploy on Terra. So what you can do is basically with these new vaults that we're developing, uh, you can basically do the same auto-compounding. Auto but you give the fees to Deepak Nation or your favorite NFT project or your favorite project, whichever that is. Uh, and you know the best part for these projects is they don't need to develop it themselves. They will have full support of the YFD community. The y, uh, y Foundry DAO basically will take that on as a product deployed for them using the community uh, with no admin keys, with uh, you know, fully on-chain governance, transparent process. And those fees uh, in the form of NFTs basically will be shared with the Deepak Nation project. And uh, you know, they can also transfer it to anyone that they want to transfer it to. So you know, if the treasury wants to divest from that fault fee revenue stream in the future, they can do that. Uh, and so we're building in a lot of flexibility here and, and sort of a way for the community to use the power of you know, uh, DeFi to power their community projects. So you know, I've said a lot here. Uh, Ray and Craig, you guys want to chime in? Anything? Correct anything I said? Feel free. No, I think you you pretty much summed it up. We've it's it's been uh, crazy developing and working with Y Foundry on this project because it's uh, it's not only creating a, a new mechanism for funding and developing vaults and strategies that can be partnered and utilized with other. Uh, protocols, but it also in, in creates a, a new form of, of governance and, and funding. Um, so I think uh, Y Foundry will be one of the first protocols, uh, could be the first protocol launched on Terra 2 that actually has on-chain governance that isn't using uh, outside snapshots. I could be wrong on that. I'd love to be educated. Um, but I think I'm just uh, heads down building most of the time. So, yeah, it, it would, basically what we've got um, to deploy is essentially a system of governance that works solely within uh, smart contracts on chain, doesn't require website, doesn't require uh, external snapshots or indexing servers to query who has votes. Um, I think it's going to be something moving forward that a lot of communities can adopt and copy um, because our code will be open source. So um, I think what Y Foundry has also created is a treasury management system through on-chain governance, not uh, secondary snapshots and uh, multi-sigs. Um, so that's amazing. Um, basically, it's, if I understood it correctly, it's on-chain governance. So, and if it's open source, we can take the code and implement it in our on our own website with uh, our own like UI and UX, right? Because if that's if that's true, then it's in, then it's incredible, and I think it's a great great service to the whole Terra community. Yeah. And, um, go ahead. And no, no, no. I was just trying to trying to mention that. I think that it can be 
easily implemented to know to and uh, by by any NFT community and NFT project that aims to that aims to be on DAO, and you make it much easier. Uh, that wasn't unavailable back then on the first era. So yeah, sorry, things are moving pretty fast. Yeah, that wasn't available back back then. So yeah, there's two ways you'll be able to implement it. One, you could fork the code itself um, and spin up your entire own version of YFD, uh, branded for your own things. It's obviously going to require a lot more work that way. And the other way is you can utilize the YFD infrastructure. We're documenting all of the integration and contract calls and communication right now and making that public. So essentially somebody could do a proposal or work on uh, or create a vault on YFD and then integrate it into their own own website, like you're saying, and have the have the integration come directly from from your community. But you don't have to maintain the the overall infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, no. I just wanted to say that that this is basically uh, the way that I see it, at least, uh, and I'm a little biased. Is that this is basically before you know we had say like electrical grids powering the city. Everyone needed to have their their sort of their own, or maybe a heater system is a good example. So everyone needed to they had to have their own home heating. But you know, this is basically the equivalent of having uh, citywide gas. You know, then you just turn on the gas, uh, it goes into your house, you turn on your heating, your radiator, and that's that's it. Yeah, you don't need to go and find your own firewood and things like that. We're solving those kind of problems one community at a time. Or maybe more like all the communities at the same time, since everybody can just oh, yeah. start using it. That's true, yeah. One one ecosystem at a time. So oh, yeah. about that, uh, what are your plans with IBC? Like, uh, obviously, like you have first to launch on, on Terra. But uh, do you have plans on going to Cosmos? Which other chains are you aiming to go to? Um, also, I want to ask things about your token. Like I last time I looked on your website, there was something on the roadmap regarding a TGE. Um, I, so your token is not out yet. Uh, how people will be able to get that token? Is there an IDO? <laughs> Stuff like that, you know? <laughs> Oh yeah, no. I'd love to. I'd love to go ham on this, and then Ray Ray can hold me back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, absolutely, guys. So, look, we've been in conversations on Twitter publicly about you know tokenless projects. I I've seen recently one of the one of the projects, big projects I've been working with, uh, which was uh, you know on Ethereum, are now pulling back their token because they're saying, hey, look, maintaining liquidity puts a huge burden on the treasury. Uh, and and what's the point of it? Because like you know, uh, making the price of the token move is should not be the central goal of the project, because there's a utility. Uh, that's why the token should have value. And so we're thinking sort of in a similar respect. You know, we're not going tokenless at the start, but you know, we're definitely trying to move in that direction because I think you know the future is probably tokenless, and that's my hot take of the day number one. Uh, but I will say that uh, the way that we're envisioning our token. Uh, or the token of Y Foundry DAO is basically the same as a arcade chip. Okay, with an arcade chip, you don't expect it to hold value. Uh, but you know, of course, like there, there may be some people who would buy it from you, uh, you know, uh, for whatever reason, or you know, an arcade ticket. But you know, the primary purpose of that arcade chip is to put into an arcade machine so you can have a few hours or 20 minutes of, of, of fun. And I think that's the idea here with the YFD token is that it's utility. We have a governance contract. We have, you know, proposals and things like that. Things that work uh, for the good of the people, for the good of the benefit of the community. And to use it, you know, we need a way of telling who's in the community and who's not. And so that will basically be the purpose of that token. Uh, and right now, you know, uh, even before there's any liquidity, even before there's any sort of token sale going on, we don't think there's going to be a token sale uh, because you can right now uh, go to the Y Foundry website, look at bounties. And basically start claiming those bounties and start submitting uh, bounties. And you can get those tokens in the sense of like, uh, you can be a part of the, the community at the start. And, you know, the community will be getting, uh, you know, a way of determining their their participation in the platform. And so how do you tell like who is the, the community? So definitely like, I think being people who, who help out uh, in the DAO itself 
will definitely be uh, a good way to tell like who who is contributing later on, and the DAO can decide all of that when you know it comes to TGE, because we're not deciding that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. But so this, essentially, this the token the token's all about the the utility, the governance. Um, it's about the operation, and you know the idea is from Y Foundry DAO perspective, it aligns to those sort of activities that you know can be used for those activities that we want to you know see happen on the platform and the builders um, we're really looking at how can we move this to a builder owned sort of platform so as clean was talking about like you know initially we don't have a token right now but we do have you know some task points reputation and the bounty system would love to get people into you know builders in to contribute to the ecosystem get familiar with what we're about you know test out do some bounties get a feel for the sort of um ecosystem that's being built for y foundry and then once those um once that token is you know out there from the official like dow perspective then the full community can decide what is the best way to allocate those what's the best what's the sort of things that we want to see and um which things do we want to incentivize for the long-term health of the overall ecosystem so yeah that that's awesome i i really find it interesting that your your project that you're building is incredibly community driven um as i'm thinking for example take take this as an example for for the strategies you know that you're building uh maybe someone from your community can find a strategy for our own token you know and maybe they can they can post it or they can share it with someone and it can come to our vault, you know, and then everybody will be able to to use it. So I, I really believe that it's incredibly, incredibly community driven and it actually targets uh, multiple, multiple types of customer, let's say. Uh, some of them would be like the DeFi farmers, but I really love this integration between the communities, like the NFT communities and the DeFi. Um, there's a there's a fine line between between them, and uh, I'm just trying to see, like, what happens. For example, I just I don't want to put like some some dumb ass questions, but uh, what? No, if, no dumb questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why if, for example, some NFT projects do n- do not plan to to release a, a token, like how could I found Rydao um, partner up with some collections that do not have a token, with some collections that only have NFTs and plan to, to do DAOs or that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, I honestly think that that is, um, you know, in some ways there'll be even more utility for those projects that um, may not have their own token just because of all the unique mechanisms that we'll have and options for leveraging other things for consensus and tying into NFTs and enabling some of those next steps on the roadmap for delivering on your projects. So I think about like gaming projects, you know, I would love to see, you know, whether it's DPEG Nation or anyone come in and they've got specific things that they want to have happen. This is a unique way that you can get funding for whatever you want to see happen and whatever your project wants to be. You know, we'll have all the all the infrastructure will be in place for some of the you know initial strategies to start off with um but yeah beyond that i mean launching your nft project or um being able to um you know just uh launch the next step on your roadmap for a gaming project and that's the sort of stuff that i think that this really enables um and supercharges in a way um you can get you know your community rallied get them get it funded and have these mechanisms to make sure that you know those projects that are delivering are rewarded and the developers are getting paid they'll have you know the escrow funds so they know it's guaranteed to be paid there's no you know middleman in in the way that can you know it's all smart contracts all on chain you know it's really looking at the sort of like direct peer-to-peer actualization of a true implementation of like the promise of smart contracts. So 
Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, yeah, but I think, yeah, go ahead, Ray. I'm going to say that uh, what, the way that there's a couple different ways, like Crash is saying, um, um, one, uh, an NFT project that doesn't have a token can uh, uh, submit a vault that doesn't include their token, but that they would end up receiving the profits too. So basically they can, you know, uh, increase cash flow to their own treasury by launching a vault on YFD that anyone can deposit into, but the performance fees go to the treasury of the NFT project. That's one way. Another way would be, you know, in what they do with those uh, funds, you know, is their own business. Another way would be is some sort of exclusive vault or some sort of exclusive access or permissioned thing that um, holders of a particular NFT or members of an NFT community that have a um, an issues of NFTs can access a vault and only they can access it. I'm not sure exactly why you would do that, um, but that would be another mechanism that you could use uh, is, is making vaults, uh, something specific about the vaults. It could be a larger percentage of the, uh, of, uh, maybe they get a lower performance fee or something that, uh, I'm sorry, lower uh, yeah, performance fee. So they, they collect I, I, more. I just want to chime in here. I think that one of the great ways to maybe use that kind of uh, step ladder system is maybe like you have sort of a, a strategy that's more proven or more or less risky. And then you have a strategy that's like more degen, you know, more high risk. And then maybe you want to open up the access to that high risk strategy to only a select few users. And then you can sort of use, uh, you know, a certain uh, like an NFT, for example, to sort of tier that and to, to gate that to be an exclusive for uh, that or sort of like an early alpha vote. It can be something like that. Uh, is maybe what I see. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, get, getting to the vaults, because you you guys actually mentioned the vaults. Um, I just pinned the vault NFT that we aim to use with iFoundry DAO. It's actually a vault. So um, yeah, it's made by our artists. Um, and regarding the vault from what I understood and what you're building, it's actually the partner collections and you, like the whole vault will have 100 NFTs and 66% basically will go to the community and 33% to the NFT project, for example, now Depeg Nation. And uh, for the other 33% will go to the iFoundry DAO, right? Uh, so basically on these NFTs, um, and he, after that, I have another question, but on this NFTs, uh, like 33% of the actual gains will go to the iFundry DAO members, right? And then 66 will go to the, to the project treasuries, if I understand correctly. And after that, I have this other question, which is, okay, like if there are two strategies, as you mentioned, Clint, basically the community members will be able to pick between each uh, between uh, the um, more the safer one or the um, high risk one, or there will be like an average of gains between these two. So I think it's likely. So with the with the strategies, I think it's more likely that like for each strategy, there's going to be a separate vault because uh, the way that the contract works, that's probably how it's going to be written. Uh, but yeah, definitely users can sort of choose between, I think, uh, different different vaults on the platform, uh, especially over time, we hope to grow the number of vaults along the number of strategies in the community. Uh, and in terms of the profit sharing, I think we can sort of revisit that a little bit, is that, uh, you know, the idea is um, for the people who fund the development strategy, uh, it would be, yeah, it would be about 57%, I think, and then 10% to the strategist who uh, who basically funds the initial collateral. Uh, you know, not to get too complicated, but uh, yeah, in the end, the Y Foundry platform is taking 33%. And uh, the reason for this is actually because, uh, you know, let's say, for example, a platform like Kickstarter, where maybe they take a percentage of your funding amount, like 2%. Uh, you know, so every time your project gets funded on Kickstarter and, and it finishes up, maybe like 2% goes to Kickstarter. And th uh, the problem with that is that, you know, uh, with, with that sort of incentive, the platform doesn't really care how well you do. Uh, they only want sort of like as many people to fund as many projects as much as 
possible. And that sort of just gives the, the platform that revenue. So uh, with Y Foundry, we're instead thinking of a way to make it more aligned towards the long term. You know, how do we make it so that the DAO, the community, knows that, you know, they are investing in the sort of long-term success of these vaults and these projects uh, and, and, you know, not just sort of like uh, fund as many as they want and, and not care about the quality. So we definitely care about the quality and uh, in, in terms of that is why like 33% uh, not of the yield, not 33% of you, but 33% of the fees collected will go to iFoundry. Uh, and just to sort of uh, explain what that means is that um, with the yield, let's say uh, you have a, you know, a 20% yield, a 5% yield a year, uh, you can split up yield up uh, in terms of like performance fees, you can set the performance fee how you, how you want it. It can be, you know, 50% of the fees, it can be 10% of the performance, uh, things like that. So it, it's definitely like something that's modular in the sense that the community or the people who are, uh, you know, running that, that project proposal uh, can set. And then Wi-Fi just, just takes 33% of whatever that is. And then in terms of the remaining amount that will be split between the proposer and the funders of the of the uh, project. I think Ray can get into a more technical speaker question. Feel free to chime in as well. Yeah, does that make sense? That's a lot of words. Um, yeah. Basically, yeah, if you're an NFT project and you're creating a vault on Foundry, you can say, okay, well, this vault yields 10%. Uh, we think this vault's going to yield 10% percent based on the strategy that's being implemented. So we're going to take a 20% fee. Uh, so basically the the two that would be 2% of the of the 10% is is 20%. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, does that make sense? So if you're going to get a 10% yield on a performance fee on a strategy, sorry. Uh, then 20% of that would be 2% of the the strategy's earnings. And then that is split uh, 66% to the community and 33% to the uh, Y Foundry now. I don't think anybody's explained this well. <laughs> uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to use uh, like a really, like a really uh, layman, like for me to understand this, I sort of think of it, about it like like sharing pizza. So if let's say like you're you buy a you buy a pizza and you're like, hey, dude, can I eat a pizza here? He's like, yeah, sure, cool. You know, just give me like a slice. Uh, and then you give him a slice when the pizza arrives. Uh, and then like his friend comes out and says, hey dude, you know, it's my apartment, I should get a piece of this too. And then that dude takes like 10% of the slice. He's not taking 10% of the pizza, if that makes sense. Okay. So uh, yeah. yeah, it actually makes sense right, right now if I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, you know. essentially, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about how the specific like Vault NFT, like the image you shared, how that factors into it. But yeah, essentially you have, you know, your project, strategists can come in, propose a vault, has an underlying strategy with a particular performance attached to it. You know, whether that's 10%, 25%, you know, there's an auto compounding vault that will yield, you know, 20% just based off of the underlying assets. Similar to what you would see on like an Astro port or what you would see on, you know, some other protocols that would just offer you hey, I'm a DeFi user, I'm going to go in, put my funds in and get a, you, you know, the advantage of this strategy over just like staking the asset you know, with a validator. So basically taking that exact same concept, but anyone can come in and suggest the strategies. NFT projects can come in, suggest a branded strategy that will have you know, a unique image associated with it. And then... Um, those NFTs are used as a share of ownership of whoever has boosted and funded that initial strategy. So if it's an NFT project, maybe they get a majority of those NFT shares. Um, if it's, uh, you know, another strategist that just comes in and works with the community, the community can decide what do they want to fund? What do they want to boost? And then they're the ones that are going to get the NFT shares of ownership out of that. Um, so you essentially any user can come in, any any user that wants to support DPEG Nation can come in, take advantage of that strategy, get the 10%, the 20% yield just as they would on another protocol. But with YFD, we have these mechanisms of ownership where a majority of the fees of the performance, instead of going to the overall protocol where it's hosted, it you know it can be hosted on the nft projects website it's the most of the performance fees 
can go to that NFT project or go to whoever was the initial strategist as well as whoever put up the funds to create the strategy on chain. So it's really just a way that we can um, connect those builders to the strategists, to the builders, to fund this in a secure, you know, um, on-chain way, and then also provide that like novel mechanism for who's going to collect the performance fees and who's getting the future kind of value beyond just it all going to the protocol. So that's essentially what you're looking at. Mm -hmm. um, I, I totally understood like from the, from the DeFi perspective, um, I would like to tackle a bit what you mentioned before the regarding find, finding developers and finding people, basically a lot of people into in this space as I've seen, are having a hard time, okay, they have an idea or they have a skill, but they have a hard time finding the proper team to deliver the product, you know? And basically, how do you, how do you actually tackle this problem? Like, I understood that this is one of your main, main, uh, let's say, value bringers, let's call them. But uh, how do you actually tackle it and how do you verify these people that, okay, this guy actually knows how to code in Rust or in Cosmos, you know? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and feel free, Ray, clean if you want to add into this. But I, I think having some sort of whitelisting process, and I think, again, it goes back to here's the tools we'll have for MVP, here's the tools we'll have shortly after. And really, it's all about like, being adaptable, working within the ecosystem and adapting any new tools that come our way in the future, whether that's better options for verifying identity or verifying their capabilities. But um, even to start with, we're going to have a process for the community to be able to whitelist people to be added to the developer pool. So there's going to be some measure of validation on, hey, you've delivered these projects, you're capable of doing this thing which I think will be a huge boon to projects that want to come in and use the platform for sure. Absolutely. So I want to chime in here and I think Ray will have a lot more uh, you know, proper uh, input. But uh, what I want to say is that, you know, uh, as with any problem, the, the problem is not that there's no developers because, you know, I, I think I can count like <laughs> every, almost every day that we've been building every week, at least uh, we've got a couple of people popping into our DMs or to our Discord being like, hey, I'm a Rust developer, I'm a so-and-so developer, I, I do this and I do that, uh, I'd love to work with your project. Uh, and it's like, you know, how do you have the time to really go through all these people and make sure, you know, like none of them are scammers. And so we, we've also been through that process in the past, you know, sort of working on the project where we, we tried to hire developers and it's like, it's quite a difficult process to really like separate the chat from the week. Uh, and so the way we're seeing this is that like, uh, if the community um, is happy, is satisfied to the extent that like, you know, they, they, can, they would want to whitelist that developer via an on-chain proposal, a proposal, by the way, which would have a, a collateral to it and sort of like a, a person who has to vouch for and like actually make that proposal. It, in the sense that if it's a bad proposal, that person is going to lose money. If it's a bad proposal. Uh, if it's clearly a bad proposal that the rest of the community is like, no, you're crazy. Like this guy, clearly a scammer, you're trying to whitelist him. No. And then like punish that proposer with, uh, you know, the loss of collateral. So uh, in that sense, we're hoping that, uh, you know, we're building sort of this, this, this uh, system where people can uh, game theory wise be incentivized to make the right decisions uh, and to whitelist the right developers. And, you know, just from the very start, we do have, you know, at least one or two partners who we, we want to bring on. Uh, and of course, like, you know, they'll, they'll go through the, uh, the appropriate, uh, you know, community whitelisting and things like that. And, you know, that whitelisting also serves another purpose, which is to make sure that funds from funded proposals don't get stolen. Because here, here's what happens. If you have a proposal that gets funded and you don't control who gets paid from it, uh, you're not going to see those funds. <laughs> so, in order to make sure that they go to the right people, we have to make sure that in the whitelisting process, we lock down what is the developer's payment address. And so in that case, you know, you don't have to keep asking for the payment address. Every time you make a spend from that funded proposal, you just send it to the whitelisted address. And that sort of secures, I think, a lot of that uh, risk in terms of that fund going to the wrong place. Yeah, so just to like 
kind of encapsulate everything that clean said essentially the community the same community that puts up funds to create vaults and develop strategies is the same community that whitelists developers so one thing we wanted to do with designing the system is align interests so basically it's in the community's best interest to vet developers completely and thoroughly to the point that they feel comfortable providing funds to those developers so I think naturally the the system will work out good developers because the people who pay the price are the same people who are approving the developers for the whitelist. Mm -hmm. um, I find I find it really interesting, you know. Um, so basically, you're just whitelisting the dev side of the community to actually make sure that okay, they really are who they say they are. And they really have the skills which they claim they have. Um, also, in this team, the, you know, like the Web3 uh, team building, it's kind of different than the normal Web2 team building, you know? And um, I see here that some roles beside the devs, like um, maybe the, the community manager, here's Octane also. Uh, shout out to you. He's our community manager, Deepak Nation. He's doing a great, 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 great job. Like everyone is loving what he's building. Um, I believe that each of these roles, you know, are are important to the well-being and to actually uh, the good future of a project. You know? And it's not only about the devs here. It's also about the community managers, as I mentioned, and maybe the strategic directors and all that. So uh, as I, I've seen, you can actually go a bit and scale into some, not, let's not call it a recruitment platform, but your model, I, as I see, it, can actually become something similar to a Web3 LinkedIn, if I may say that. Um, there, are yeah. some bots right, there, there are some bots right now there that do that but your model with whitelisting and everything like can actually offer good good and great jobs for the for the people for example there's a bot okay just quick just a quick uh, idea so there's a bot and then people just post the jobs there and basically they say okay i need this to to implement in my uh in my project and uh, this maybe this uh, announcements from the bot can go directly to the iPhone DAO and uh, basically they'll see okay this is the devs part uh, I need the dev for this or a Rust developer or Solidity developer you know or a front-end developer or community manager you know like uh, people would love to join iPhone DAO for this reason you know that's how that's how I look at it uh, it's a it's a different it's a different perspective than the DeFi and strategies but since you're building a DAO that focuses on Web3 uh, and finding Web3 people and for their certain jobs, I think that it's a great opportunity. Uh, I don't want to overextend though, but yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think what you were saying about, you know, taking some of the best of, of platforms like LinkedIn, um, I also think of like Fiverr, you know, those sort of like job platform, gig work, bounty boards, and opening that up for the overall community, you know, Y Foundry is going to be doing a lot of work vetting not only developers, but I think overall just um, having ways to, um, you know, have different levels of reputation for just builders in general, which would include community managers, include other things. I think there's a lot of potential there for a lot of projects to tap into that to, you know, uh, you know, that talent to advance whatever they're trying to do, you know, so it may not be a DeFi strategy, but it might be whatever your next step is on the roadmap and you just need some extra muscle to get over over that goalpost. Um, I think it's definitely that sort of Web3 decentralized job platform um, builder collective is really um, something it's a it's an interesting concept and um that's really the direction we're headed i think yeah it's uh there's a lot of potential you know like that's uh, that's the only the only thing i can say um i'm really keen to to see your growth you know 
and they'll be looking yeah. really, really close to yeah, what absolutely. Doing. Absolutely. Also, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. Just, uh, just another question. Like I, I asked it before um, about IBC and what you're looking, to, where you're looking to actually. What other change would you like to prefer going, or what are you aiming for? But please crash, go with your own, with your idea. Yeah, no, I, I'm just a hint. I absolutely, um, the overall cosmos is something, you know, obviously very focused on the MVP and making um, this, you know, successfully work on Terra. That's what the community is focused on. That's where we're going to launch the community, partnering with all of the, you know, with DPEG Nation, some other projects in Terra to kind of get started the right way with that community focus. But, um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, beyond Terra, looking at the overall cosmos and multi-chain, whether that's IBC or other mechanisms, is absolutely something we're going to be looking at. Oh, I believe that you no, know, there's a synergy between the the projects we're building, and uh, there's value there for this partnership. You know, and that's why we actually were really were really curious and keen on exploring more and more possibilities between what we can build together and um, yeah i'm really i'm really happy that we managed to to have the initial chat and now this um i think the future is is bright for also for us but also for the whole terra and cosmos ecosystem there's a lot of building happening you know <laughs> i'm really excited about it absolutely uh, it's gonna be great 100 percent brother Yeah, so I'd encourage, um, we've got a partner section um, or category in our Discord that we've opened up. We may explore um, or we'll, we'll have, you know, some version of like, I would love to have a place where the DPEG Nation community could come into our Discord and maybe it could be some sort of shared channel. We're looking at options there, which could be kind of cool um, to explore. Haven't really gotten too far down that path, but um, it would be great to have, you know, to your point, Anyone who is a builder who's interested in doing, you know, different things using the platform, come in there, have a place to ask the specific questions and integrate with the, you know, um, join the overall conversation. Uh, we would love to have you. And we'll release some specific, um, you know, details as we get closer to launch as far as what specifically this um, DPEG Nation vault will look like, how you can participate and how you can support both projects but um yeah i think i definitely want to open this up for questions if anybody's here that wants to step up feel free to do that i'll ask a question we'd love to hear from you as well as anyone else you know who uh, wants vic um ray clean anyone else who wants to talk yeah what can be said that hasn't already been said let's fucking go <laughs> yeah let's go um it's been almost all, an hour already so uh, i'm really i'm really keen on doing this again later on you know, yeah, once, we, once, once we build more and more um we're actually really close to launching our coin and the stake, the staking of the chest and um i think i believe that in that moment when we there will also be uh, the strategies will be available to you know to actually happen and to people will actually be able to try the product, then everything will be much more different. You know, like hands-on experience gives a lot, a lot, a lot more, you know, feels a lot different. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely <laughs> check out um, DPEG Nation's Mint um, that's ongoing right now. It's really cool stuff. I've been there myself. A madman, love to hear from you, man. Hey, what's going on, guys? Ready. Hey. DPEG, uh, like, nice to share the space with you. Um, I had a question for Y Foundry um, with regards to Terra Classic. I'm not sure if the question's been proposed, uh, but I figured to propose it anyway. Because um, I didn't get that memo if it was put out. Um, are there any plans for Y Foundry to deploy on Terra Classic, or will that be the uh, responsibility of uh, developers um, interested in working on that platform. 
or you know that chain to implement a fork uh, once you open source it. I think you know. I mean, we're open to it if there's utility on that chain. If there's something, you know, once they get IBC enabled, that'll help quite a bit. I think that'll be essential, basically. Yeah, and I think we go wherever the community, you know, the overall community wants to go. So if there's a big appetite to do that, um, especially if there's utility and, um, you know, there's there's some uh, underlying assets that it would make a lot of sense for. Um, over maybe prioritizing other things, but definitely not opposed to it. Um, it's just really what the community wants to do, right? Gotcha. Uh, thank you for that. Um, and I guess, uh, in a manner of speaking, I could probably you know reach you in the DMs or in the Discord. But um, there are a lot of uh, advocates for the uh, Terra Classic chain that are trying to move in a direction of some type of uh, you know. Um, decentralized governance uh you know and I, I i reached out to them and let them know that you know the the structure that y foundry dao is uh trying to implement you know um for such where you know you can have uh you know like a dao governed bounty program you know with milestone payments to you know uh you know, to developers. Uh, yeah, I was picking up what you're putting down. I was trying to, you know, regurgitate some of that uh, to some of these advocates that are trying to um, whip up a proposal, which I think is um, is in the talks right now. It might be on Agora, it might even be uh, put out there, but it's it's regarding the $4 million um, uh, pr proposal. Uh, rumor has it Doquan is involved with, uh, you know, providing $4 million in funding. Uh, for Terra Classic, and um, I kind of want to get you guys uh, in, you know, in a discussion with these, uh, you know, with these, with these heads and decision makers, uh, because everything that comes out of their mouth, speak, you know, like speaks echoes of what you guys are trying to implement. And I, what I have noticed was a disconnect between Classic and Terra Two, you know, such that one, you know, one hand doesn't know what the other hand is uh, is doing. And I wanted to let them know that, you know, we don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel, which is why I brought up the, you know, the potential for having to fork your code once it's open sourced, you know, but that's also why I asked if you would, you know, be more open to uh, being in control of that deployment on the classic chain. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, let's go ahead. I, I, no, I was going to say the same thing you were going to say. I think. You know, it really, I think if the, uh, obviously, the funding for tooling to the DAO to, to deploy on another chain and then to maintain that infrastructure is, is definitely a motivator to get things prioritized that way. So I think you're going to see YFD across the entire cosmos. Um, there are some unique features of YFD that we haven't talked about yet uh, that will probably be coming in the next uh, month or two um, that I think will be uh, beneficial to everybody involved, if that's the most vague way I can say it. But we definitely need IBC enabled um, to bring the most utility to Terra Classic and to the entire YFD ecosystem. Yeah, but let's get a space going, though, um, man, man. I would love to, as far as connect more with that community, especially have some of the same like mindset, ethos. Um, it'd be good to get into space and just discuss some of this stuff. Well, dope, uh, dope. Um, as a matter of fact, a bunch of them were, you know, kind of pressuring me last night to, um, you know, to talk about my, uh, you know, my approach and proposal for, uh, you know, DOST before uh, DPEG Nation's uh, deployment. And, I, I, it would be great if those guys actually show up in the space to, you know, um, to like assist with, uh, you know, with the questions or even to listen in that, you know, that I could get you guys in and, and, and that could be the the front door by which the conversation has started. I already primed them on, you know, on your meritocracy uh, approach. They're trying to come with a holacracy approach. And I figured that, you know, the two could work together. You know, and I would think that the meritocracy could enforce the uh, the matters that they're trying to uh, to establish. So, um, yeah, they're uh, they want me to schedule something. Um, I'm a little nervous because I don't 
I'm, I'm more in, I'm more along the line of like sharing ideas instead of just like asking questions. Well, not asking questions, but answering questions. I like asking questions, <laughs> not being the one that it <laughs> gets asked. So um, I, I no. know, maybe I'm, you know, evolving. I, I actually, I sat in on that Terra space or that, uh, that Twitter space. So I rem- that was just like yesterday or the day before, wasn't it? I think it was yesterday, right? Where they're talking about the holacracy yeah. thing and they're trying to explain it as like being decentralized, but community participation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, as, as a matter of fact, they, you know, they kind of uh, touch on it, you know, on a daily basis. Um, as, as we're talking now, there is an ongoing spaces right now uh, with them. Um, not, not all the main players are, you know, are up live uh, speaking, you know, uh, there's a certain uh, individual who tends to lead and host, um, whereas the others uh, will, you know, host a nighttime kind of uh, round for the, uh, the discussion. I guess it's as if to, you know, you know, keep the discussion ongoing, and, you know, in, in almost a 24-7 kind of fashion. Um, as, and one of those, uh, yeah, they're all in there. They're all in there right now. Um, if you do a search for Lunk Live, um, you'll find uh, you'll find an ongoing space with uh, quite a few people in it. Quite a few. I can't see the number right now. Cool. Uh, we'll check it out after this. But yeah, this is after we're done here, and I can see. Awesome. Cool. You know, who knows? Like maybe if you're in there and I'm in there, I can. You know, they could bring up the speaker and I could say, "Hey, uh, you know." Monk Army Knights, meet Y Foundry Dow. Round one, there you go. fight. <laughs> yeah, we're happy to schedule something um, specific for it, too. Um, if we make sure have all the key players that you want to have a part of the conversation, I'm happy to also do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm by no means uh, a key player. I just, you know, I just do what I can to share in the discussion and keep the conversations moving and that, you know, that we keep some of the, you know, the conversation topics you know, in focus and not, you know, try to, well, not, not inadvertently, you know, deter away from things, you know, because conversations can run on tangents. So I do what I can to, you know, to pitch my, uh, you know, my two UST worth of, uh, worth of thought. Awesome. Thanks for that. That's great. Thanks. All right. Uh, Yeah. Vic, anything else you want to close with? I think you had some great closing comments earlier. Um, Also, anyone else want to speak? Otherwise, we'll wrap it up. Um, from my end, Madman, um, I want thanks for the questions. Uh, we also are really excited for the uh, what's gonna happen with like IBC, uh, enabling, and basically, as I said it before, like we're really seeing the potential in the whole cosmos and Terra and all the devs that are being built. Uh, such as uh, you guys here at I Found Riddell. And um, just some closing remarks. Uh, we're looking to actually release the, our Dust token mid-November. And uh, when also the test taking will be uh, available and deployed on our own website. And... Um, from since that moment, we'll be able to actually implement iFoundry solutions and everyone will be able to take part in some strategies with what these guys are building. And, you know, I find it is just built from the community for the community. And, uh, yeah, that's what I, I found. And for having this space with us. I didn't catch, I didn't catch that last part. We're kind of, uh, Watching out. I, I, I just mentioned that uh, I find I found Ridao a project and the DAO actually built from the community by for the community, by the community for the community, you know? And that's why I find it really, really interesting. And that's why I believe it can succeed because it's made out of pure, pure values. And it's, it's really interesting to, to follow them and to see their growth. I agree. Um, I, I, I find it interesting how much our, uh, you know, our visions align. Um, I often say, you know, this is for us, bias technology, each one reach one.
So it's refreshing to hear you say it on your own. Absolutely. All right, with that, we really appreciate it. Look for more details to come soon. Definitely check out Deepak Nation's Mint, um, what all that project has going on, awesome stuff. I'm so fortunate to be able to share the space with you, have a partnership, and be able to see this, um, these MVP um, NFT-branded vaults come to life and really strengthen the communities and support the communities. Um, I think it'll be awesome. Thanks a lot, everybody. Yeah, thanks a lot, everyone. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the DPEG Nation AMA, hosted by Y Foundry Dow. Recorded on Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often in the shroom. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit, like filming a movie role. Sorting through support from your endorsements. Of course, we're tripping balls, handed reports in. The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch No shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger, licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two